Welcome to From the Field, episode number 13. On this episode, we start a four-part series on the topic of what to do when you're feeling fried. Welcome to From the Field. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Ryan Hughley, and I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. And my name is Tyler Dravitz. I serve as the executive pastor of Ridgeline Church, and I'm also the president and founder of MyXP, a ministry providing remote executive pastor support to churches around the country. From the Field is a podcast for pastors and ministry leaders where we do our best to have honest conversations every week about both the highs and the lows of pastoral ministry. And today, we want to start a series on how to manage the toll that the last few months have taken on so many of us. Uh, One thing that we continue to find ourselves saying to one another, you and I, but then also that we're hearing from so many other pastor friends as we talk to them each week is how, quote unquote, fried we all feel. Like, I got a text from you even this week that was just like... Dude, I am so fried. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things we were talking about this morning is how easy it is at times to be fried and not realize it. Yeah. And so why don't we talk about just a couple of symptoms that we experience just personally? Because I sure. think it could be different. Yeah. But like for you, like you texted me this week, I feel so fried. Symptomatically, what does that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, I think one thing uh, for sure is that everything just feels so much more challenging Mm -hmm. to do things that don't typically, uh, especially work tasks. You know, you come in for the day and you're like, I open up my computer and I just think, I just, I I literally cannot (laughs) do any of the things I'm supposed to do today. And so you like look for something that you're like, what do I have the like bandwidth and wherewithal to do? And you find nothing. Yeah. I think, so, yeah, I would say the same thing for me. It's usually apathy for mm. the most part. Um, like I don't I don't require I think one of the reasons that church planning has worked for me is it doesn't I don't require having someone over me telling me this is what you're going to do today. Sure. I wake up pretty pumped about my job, yep. my ministry, my life and the days where I wake up and I think I don't want to do anything <laughs> are is usually the biggest sign for me. Sure. Um, and I think it's really important that we don't ignore those signs yeah. because um, they take a significant toll. And uh, and I think worst case scenario, at least on the ministry front, is that we end up in a place where we have this like sea of pastors resign as a result of having walked through COVID, walked mm-hmm. through just everything that is 2020. Yeah. Um, in fact, we were talking about this article that we saw last week by a guy named Chuck Lawless, who's the Dean of Doc- Doctoral Studies and the Vice President of Spiritual Formation at Southeastern Seminary. I say that just so we all know it's not just some guy with a blog. Yeah, that's fair. But he wrote... You know how <laughs> easy it is to start a blog? I mean, literally, we could do it by the end of this sentence. For sure. <laughs> Anyone Add can do blog, that. done. Yeah. But he wrote an article, I think, a couple of weeks ago that I thought had some really insightful stuff in it, and he called it Six Reasons Why Some Pastors May Resign Soon After COVID. Uh, so a couple of them were like, obviously, some are just worn out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all pastors yeah, um, for sure. A couple of the ones that jumped out to me, though, that I thought were interesting uh, is uh, one was he said some were already wrestling with their role prior to COVID. Okay. I think that's a really, can you imagine if like the end of, you know, 2009 or not 2019, I don't know what year is it? 
2020. Yeah, so you're yeah. right. Yeah. So into 2019, and and you are thinking about like, I don't know if I want to be a pastor anymore. Sure. Or I want to stay in vocational ministry. And then COVID hits and it becomes this horrific bear <laughs> that it is. I just yep. can't imagine yeah. having started this whole thing in that place. Um, he also talked about pastors whose churches were struggling before COVID are now facing the reality of their tr- church struggling even more. You know, like if your church was already struggling with unity or with connection or with whatever, yeah. and then life is disrupted, that's game-changing. I think the thing that is the most scary to me is he said, uh, some I fear will resign because of marital and family issues exacerbated by the stress of these days. Because I definitely think, I think it's true as an individual, like, Everything to do with COVID and quarantine and lockdown has exposed any faults in your soul. Yeah. And I think if your marriage was already struggling in certain ways, and then you're going through the stress of all this, you have to think it's gotten harder, not easier. Oh, yeah. Through COVID. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, the resignation numbers prior to COVID were not great. I mean, I've seen as high as like 1,500 pastors a month uh, Mm -hmm. resign. So I imagine there's going to be some kind of increase after COVID. But even if we're not running the risk of getting to the point where we're like, I just want to quit and be done with this, we still have to keep fighting through the fatigue of all of it. So Mm -hmm. we're going to spend a few weeks trying to go deeper on this singular topic of what to do when we're feeling fried. Okay. So uh, we'll come at this from a different angle every week, but rather than kind of look at, here's the four things you need to do, we're going to try and break it apart, talk about one each week. And so today we want to talk about the importance of increasing how much time we spend with God alone. Yeah. And I know that sounds like, the obvious place to start, especially for Christians in general. But there really is specific. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I I think just because it's obvious doesn't mean it's still not true. And uh, so I was thinking about just kind of this big idea that I wanted to hang over this. And uh, it's this, that the soul shrivels when our doing is uprooted from our being. And Mm, um, um, our, so I'll say that again, because it's that good, right? Yeah, I I felt like that was... I don't ever That's get amen on Sunday. You're right. But, but <laughs> occasionally, every once in a while, you get to hear something. So yeah, the soul shrivels when our doing is uprooted from our being. Yeah. And the reason I, I, I think it's important to frame it like that is as we talk about, like we're going to talk about quiet time, devotional life, all that stuff. Yeah. And I have almost always heard it taught like a balance. And so I have to... Um, spend time with God to get my tank filled yep. to then go back into ministry and like pour my tank out. Mm-hmm. And, and so what with the soul shrivels when I do more pouring out than I do pouring in. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some truth to that, but I, I don't think that that is the most helpful way to think about it. Okay. Cause I think you're constantly living in this balancing act of yeah. doing both. I think that this really is about like when I think about Jesus And the way that he lived his life, he was constantly withdrawing places to be alone. And then he would go back into ministry. And I don't think that when he was alone with God, he was filling out his tank, filling up his tank. And then when he went into ministry, he was dumping it out. I think he just was constantly living in communion and walking with God. So I think the disruption happens to the soul when we stop being with Jesus. Okay. That is the problem. And so when you think about that, what mm-hmm. have been some of the biggest obstacles 
through the last, let's say, four months for you personally when it comes to spending time with God through this? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, initially one of the things that was really violently adjusted was just I have a very specific time that that lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I get up um, most days of the week and I go to... um, uh, my gym at 45 and it's like got a specific start time. And so I get up early enough to be able to do that prior to going to the gym. And, uh, I had done that since October and I feel like one of the things I I hadn't realized was just how closely related the two activities were. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I think, uh, one of the things, um, that's interesting is, uh, I think one of, one of kind of the enemies is, um, just how much flexibility there is mm-hmm. in how we spend time with God. The, the like excessive amount of grace mm-hmm. uh, given, and you can do it in the morning or in the evening or this and that. And um, and so I had a time that it lived. And uh, when the gym closed and I didn't have a reason to wake up early anymore, I think we always think, oh, well, I'll just that'll be the first thing I do in my day right. or the last thing I do, or I'll carve out time in the middle of the day. And, uh, it just doesn't happen because it can happen at any of those times. Mm-hmm. At least for me, um, if it's not like a scheduled thing that like has to happen, then it's a lot harder for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about, I, cause we've talked a lot about this, but, yeah. but even just on the, the personal relational front with God, yeah. as you like, I was thinking about this this week. I think I wrote this question in my journal about how how do you honestly engage and pay attention to what's happening in the world over the last few months? Yeah, and and um, feel like God has a real good plan in yeah. certain things, and and not just hate people. Sure, truthfully, was yeah. like how do you engage honestly? pay attention to what's going on in the world and so much of what is so awful and not just feel consumed by rage. Yeah. At least that's my bent in the whole thing. But when you think about specific in, in your relationship with God, like how do you think about that? Has that been an obstacle for you? Yeah. I mean, that's been super challenging for sure. I think being in a situation where you continue, I think uh, one of the things I've continued to reflect on is, I think, one, it's due to the fact that so much of our like life rhythms have changed mm-hmm. and, and connected to connectedness to God. I know for me, uh, all my life, like uh, going to and like being a part of church services mm-hmm. is really one of the ways like it's just it's what we always talk about with mm-hmm. our people that it's a great and important opportunity to like uh, like reconnect with God. It's mm-hmm. a great like kind of uh, start to your week, mm-hmm. all of those kind yeah. of things. And so as much as we have been doing church, um, mm-hmm. it's been totally different. Mm-hmm. And I think um, for me in particular, because we've had to really pare down on the number of staff and all of that, mm-hmm. um, in general, Sunday mornings are largely execution-based for me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, recently, uh, so usually on a Sunday morning, I do a lot of help with the setup and getting it going. But mm-hmm. then for the actual service itself, I don't have a ton unless Right. something goes wrong right um th- like it's like the hardest work i do all week long on mm-hmm. sunday mornings now. right now and we've yeah. had like issues with software failing and things like that and so um there's zero part of it that can really 
like I can really engage in the worship yeah, part true. of it. Yeah. And so I think that's been challenging. But I think as a result of that, it has left me just feeling like this is like the like most intense thing that I mean, especially because it's worldwide that we've mm-hmm. gone through. And it's hard to not feel like 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 that you're just like waiting like, all right, God, like mm-hmm. your turn. Yeah. 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 And I, I think I've tried to be careful throughout the majority of my preaching and teaching and pastoral ministry to remind people of what the Bible says is true without trying to untangle the tension mm-hmm. in that, because yeah. I just don't think there's a good answer that takes the pain out of like, really, I think if, if there was a, if, if someone were to ask me like, what, what does fall, if, if following Jesus were to come down to a word, what would the word be? And mm-hmm. for me, that word is trust Yeah, because there is oftentimes conflict between what I see and what I feel. And I don't think there's a way to fully unravel that. And so I think one of the ways that we practice trust is by pressing in, like we're talking about today, even when the world around us seems like it's on fire. Yeah. Um, For me, I think my, my thing has been less, my obstacle has been less the... Um, a routine thing yeah. and has more to do with that my bent emotionally when life is uncomfortable or when things are bad mm-hmm. is to, it's much more easy for me to practice distraction mm. rather than it is to sit in it. And I think that's one thing through therapy that's been really helpful for me yeah. is, is having to learn to just like, it's okay to just sit in discomfort sure. and and to have to feel the fact that Life is hard right now in so many different ways for everyone. And just distracting myself with work or with Netflix or with food or with whatever. Yeah. And actually, I think being with Jesus forces me to feel all of that. Mm -hmm. And so there have been days, admittedly, where I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like doing that today. Right. So, and I'm not going to, what I don't want to do is I don't, I, I don't, I, I have a genuine enough, thank God, relationship with Jesus yeah. that I don't fake it well. Sure. So I'm not looking to just tick the box. I totally. really want to be with yeah. him. And on the days I don't want to face the way that it feels to be alive right now sure. in the midst of all this, I'm like, I just think I'll get to work. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's a good call out that uh, there are seasons in life in which it like it just is so much easier mm-hmm. to connect with God just based on, you know, I think unfortunately as humans, so much of that is uh, is reflective of just like how our life is going from mm-hmm. our vantage point mm-hmm. and like... You know, I think, uh, you know, even as I connect with different pastors through my XP or, you know, you connect with people from your church and you see them, hey, how are you doing? I feel like we've got to stop like pre-framing the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we've even talked about like the whole like, I mean, I'm doing COVID good. Yeah. So I don't need to like dive into that anymore because we're all going through it together. Mm -hmm. And so I need like some starting point from that Mm -hmm. and like, Oh, today's a good day. Not near as good as any other day prior, (laughs) but, um, for what I've got to work with. Yeah. Uh, and I think the unique thing about this is that so frequently as things like this, as you go through things like this, um, you have other people that Mm -hmm. you can reach out to that are Mm not Mm -hmm. that like, remind you of all the good Mm -hmm. and great things about God and all of that. And, uh, everyone's going through it Mm -hmm. and everyone's impacted. And, uh, it seems to vary a little bit, Mm -hmm. but largely like it just brings everybody down Mm -hmm. and you have to start from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And I I think the reason it's important to, 
start with the obstacle thing is I don't, it's pretty hard to overcome obstacles you're not aware of. Sure. And I do think that it's healthy to identify what are the, the obstacles that keep me from engaging the way that I need to sure. and want to. So then flipping around to the other side of that coin, I guess, what are some things that have been key for you to actually get and take that time? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to connect my relationship with God too deeply with like whether or not I go to the gym. Which but who, my, who would have ever thought that Tyler Gravitz would say would that? would have thought? <laughs> but uh, it opened up again. Yeah. And so it was just so easy to get back into that routine. Uh, and I think that... Um, but that is a huge part of it for you is yeah. like you're a routine person. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I just need to be aware of that. Um, so I think that that's good. I think that, um, you know, having... Uh, friends like mm -hmm. you to talk to mm -hmm. about it um, has been really helpful. Yeah, um, and even uh, I think uh, part of the reason that a podcast like this is important is it's also been helpful to have like that shared experience to know you're not crazy. Sure, to know that good. other people are like uh, dealing with and going through some similar things, yeah. and so that's just like we just have to like mm -hmm. you know buckle down and hold on. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we'll do a whole episode in a couple of weeks on the importance of having people to talk to sure. through all this because I think that is worthy of a deeper dive for sure. I think one thing for me, I've been trying to, and this is very very difficult for me, but mm. I've been trying to be more kind to myself, which sure. sounds like not to get too hippy dippy. <laughs> um, but I think what I specifically mean by that is I'm trying to not beat myself up if how I do things right now needs to ebb and flow. Sure, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. I am. I'm an early morning. Yep. Like when it comes to time with God, I'm for sure an early morning guy, um, and I've like. For instance, for the last couple of weeks, I've been in this season where for some reason I've been having the hardest time waking up early. Yeah. And so I've just been shifting forward when I spend that time. And yeah. so what I'm trying to be focused on is quality of time rather than when it happens. Sure. I think I, I'm bent toward this sort of, if I'm honest, this legalistic sort of the morning is superior. Sure. To be to nighttime. Well, it's when Jesus did it's, it. Yeah, that's right. There were some <laughs> nighttime. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think that means he got up super early. Um, but that is, it's hard for me. I yeah. do. I feel like if I don't get it done in the morning, then it doesn't count yeah. or something yeah. stupid like that. Um, that like somehow that until you do it, that part of your day as a wash. Totally. And that, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and that's broken on so many different <laughs> levels. I completely acknowledge like and understand a Harry that. Potter thing a little bit. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. So I, yeah, I think honestly, just being more kind to myself about yeah. that. I think another thing for me that is a new practice is the daily offices, which is a historic way to spend time. I watch the Office daily. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same thing. That's <laughs> another that way to cope with COVID. Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, watch but, the Office yeah. daily. No, but this is something else. This is something else. Okay, okay, go so, for it. Historically, the daily offices would be, here's where it would differ from the traditional quiet time. Um, the traditional quiet time is I wake up early in the morning mm -hmm. and I do that thing where I fill my tank and then I go out into my day and then I basically deplete myself until tomorrow morning when I get to be with God again. So daily offices is more about break, having intentional times throughout the day that you stop to be with God and that you do that throughout the day. So it's more about trying to practice an awareness of God's presence with you throughout the day rather than just that little sacred moment in the morning that I'm prone to. Sure. So I've been doing, it's been very hard for me mm. uh, because the other benefit to why I like the morning time with God is once I've started the day, 
I just feel like I'm off to the races and it's hard for me to to shut off and sure. to stop again. Sure. But I've been trying to to spend time that it includes silence, scripture reading, reflection in my journal, and a written prayer and silence. That's okay. how I break that up. So I try to do uh, morning, midday, and then at the end of my work day as well. Okay. And sometimes it's like five minutes, sometimes it's 30. But breaking it up over the day has made me feel like I am more intentionally present with God throughout the day okay. rather than just that morning time. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, so that's absolutely. been good for me. And then I've, I've retreat days have, have still been good through this. Yeah. And we can talk about what I do on those in detail at another time, but basically it's a day that I get away just to be alone with God and read scripture. And those have been super beneficial for me. So <clears throat> I think all of those things are helpful. And I think just to come back to where I started on this point is yeah. just, I think people need to be kind to themselves. They need to be self-aware and they need to figure out what works for them. If it's before the gym, great. If it's mid, it genuinely does not matter right. when it is, but it matters that it happens. Right. So this was an interesting question sort of that you brought up earlier today that I thought would be good just to kind of close with. If you could go back at this point yeah. to the start of 2020, um, what do you think that you would tell yourself in hopes of doing something differently through all of this? Well, I would for sure go on all the vacations. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think one of the things I need to know about myself is that I am a routine person. And when my routine gets interrupted, I've got to like, instead of like moving to that more loosey goosey, like, oh, oh I'll find a time in the mm -hmm. day. I need to find something else that's connected to, you know, I think what, one of the things that's helpful for me is that I wake up and I have to wake up at a certain time to be able to have enough time to do them. Mm -hmm. And then like my gym, like even the gym I go to has, it's like uh, class based. Mm -hmm. And so it starts and they actually have a rule. If you're not there by the end of the warm up, you can't work out. Yeah. And so I just think that rigidity, mm -hmm. rigidity. Yep. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> Don't try <laughs> it again. It. Just take it. <laughs> Move on. That's right. Um, uh, is helpful for me. Yeah. And I think I just needed to know that. And I think, I think, um, sometimes in the name of, you know, like, Oh, well that's legalistic or self-righteous or, and like for me, like the way that God's wired me too. Mm -hmm. And so I think that sometimes I'll look at some of those types of behaviors or practices in my life and feel like, you know, I shouldn't be so specific about it. Mm -hmm. I need to like, even to your point, be mm -hmm. like kinder to myself. And there's some things that like, the way I can be the most kind to myself is it's making to be rigid. sure it has a schedule, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a very, the idea that we don't require uh, ritual or set yeah. practice. Yeah. I think that's a very, like, I don't know how else to say it other than maybe um, there are entire streams of Christian faith yeah. that for thousands of years have been built very different than that, that have been built on sure. ritual and practice. And can those things be legalistic? Absolutely. Sure. And sometimes they're just super helpful. Right. Like we have, we have biblical examples of set times of prayer. It's why we gather at a set time uh, once a week to be with God. Well, right now it's weird, I understand, but the point is valid that yeah. I do think that yeah. God has created us for that. Yeah. One thing for sure I think 2020 has exposed is the myth that if I just had all the time in the world, I would do this myriad of things. Like, yeah. like 
you know, people say, if I had all the time in the world, I would, you know, write a novel or I'd learn Mandarin or some other <laughs> unrealistic thing. I have thing. never had the desire to do either of those <laughs> another, things whatsoever. Those. But okay. people have had, some a people. lot of people have had Not a ton of time. With, <laughs> no, but, but um, and, and we haven't done any of those things. No. So the idea that more time is going to solve this problem of being with God is not accurate. Yeah. I don't think so. Not in my experience. Totally agree. If I could go back to the beginning of all of this, I think the thing that I would tell myself is settle in because it's going to be a while. Yeah. Because I think... That's really good. I didn't, I didn't have to change, thank God, a ton of... Like, I knew how to spend time with God before yeah. this, thank yeah. God. Um. But I also thought this is gonna this is only gonna last sure. a few weeks or all right, it's gonna be a couple months and yep. and like we've talked about, there's no end in sight. We don't yeah. know. So I just think that yeah, settled I would have approached into it all differently. Totally sure. differently. And, yeah, because I so, think we did just think you could like and even whether it be the interruption to schedules or things like that, I mean, it's just so easy to think, you know, all right, it's good like it's going to be like two weeks. It's going right. to be fine. I can do anything then, for two yeah. weeks. And then two weeks goes, and now we're what, five? Four? Months, four? Almost, I think, yeah. Mm. March, April, April, May, May, June, June, July. Like we're beginning, I think, month five pretty quick. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's a lot. So I think. Next. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so yeah, settle in. It's going to be a while. Uh, but yeah, but the point this this uh, this episode again has been that that our souls will shrivel when our doing is uprooted from our being. So there's no way, no matter what we do, and I think this is why this is the place to start this series. Is we there's no way that we will find genuine refreshment apart from learning how to live with God more deeply in the midst of this. You can do all the other things that we're going to talk about, and if we uproot any of that from really learning to be with God and trusting him, especially when it's hard like this, then our souls will just continue to shrivel. So <laughs> so we've got uh, three more uh, installments of this particular series that we'll get to uh, starting next week. So look forward to that. But thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to stay up to date on new episodes, the best way to do that is to, uh, at this time, subscribe to From the Field on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, you can also follow the From the Field Instagram at F. TF Pod. That's FTF Pod. If you want more information about our ministries, you can visit telio.church and myxp.church. If you want to connect with Tyler and I, you can find me on Instagram at, at Ryan Hughley. That's H U G U L E Y. And you can find me at, at Tyler Dravitz. That's at T Y L E R D R E W I T Z. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And until then, thanks for listening and have a great week. And I'm off to learn Mandarin.